0: Human behavior is fascinating even in today's world. Understanding the feelings and thoughts of people around you can help you skyrocket your sales, negotiations, charisma, job promotions and leadership to a totally different level. Welcome to our podcast, Body Language for Success, where we will share experiences to showcase how body language can fast-track your career. Join Khyati Bhatt, founder of simply body Talk, on a podcast where we will listen into real life experiences of established leaders who discuss how understanding human behavior through body language helps them accelerate their journey brought to you by simply body talk a market leader in the space of non-verbal communication today on our show we have kanan tandy the co-founder at CogniQ. A emotion AI tech company which deals with effective computing and analytics. CogniQ leverages artificial intelligence to understand human behavior by recognizing facial expressions, analyzing voice patterns, as well as tone of voice, so that they can help candidates and students to prepare for the interview through automated system. Kanan has been in the field of body language and nonverbal communication for over a decade. She was among the first few in India to explore the trend in microexpressions as well as how we can decode someone's emotion through their nonverbal communication.
1: Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of our podcast Body Language for Success. I take pleasure to welcome on the show Kanan Tandi. Karan, I know you for some time now, and I respect your work, uh, which is also in the field of non-verbal communication. So why don't you share with us, uh, you know, something about your background and what all you are doing these
2: days? Uh, well, I started with uh, my. I'll, I'll start with my proper education because a lot of people have questions related to my academics. So I am a pure science with bio student in twelfth, and then my father mm-hmm. sent me for Humanities, that is History Honours. He thought I can be an IAS officer like he is. And then I went to Delhi for IAS preparation, civil services preparation, didn't pass at all. And then I went for my MBA from Symbiosis Pune. And during that time, I realized that there's this subject called as non-verbal communication under consumer behavior. So that got me interested. So after finishing my MBA, I did different courses on micro-expressions, body language, non-verbal communication, cross-cultural communication. And then I started my own firm in 2015 called as Body Speaks Better. No, actually I started in 2014, but I registered it in 2015 called as Body Speaks Better. The name is given by my mother. And then I was not really very happy uh, with only the body language training sessions. As you are also from the same field, you will be knowing that When you say body language, people think that they already know body language.
1: Yeah, that is a miscommunication, but yeah, it comes up very often.
2: Yes, it it becomes so difficult for us to tell, no, it's more than body language. It's not just sitting straight and not crossing your hand. It is much more than that. And then I did my MSc in psychology after doing a bridge course in psychology. So there's actually a condition that if you have not studied psychology in your bachelors you have to do this bridge course which is like the concentrated course and then you have to appear for the entrance so after that i did that i am a counseling psychologist now and uh, i'll be applying for my clinical psychology license soon once that is done i'll be going ahead with my phd so that's the academics part now the profession part is um, after starting body speaks better i was still not happy because you know, you train just 20 people, 30 people. Sometimes you go to schools and colleges. I still go to school and colleges. But, you know, it was not giving me that, you know, that, that zeal to work for. And then we started this startup uh, called as CogniCube, CogniQ Analytics Private Limited. And uh, that is where we have a platform where we decode emotions. And we worked with EdTech, HRTech and BFSI. So that's the gist about it. Okay, that is nice.
1: So I think we are already exploring how we can work together, uh, you know, with the kind of work you're doing with CogniQ. So uh, let me ask this question because, uh, you know, the whole background is all about humanities and uh, people behavior and all. How was that uh, experience of taking a step into technology? Was it comfortable, intimidating or because
2: you have somebody working with you, you know, it becomes easier? How was the whole journey? Uh, I think it was 100% intimidating and okay. uh, I used to call myself IT illiterate, right? Info- mm. information technology literate. that you have any app, you have anything, I have no idea about it and all credits, I think I will be giving it all credit to my co-founder, who's the tech guy, his name is Fassi Ahmed Fakhri. And mm. we, we are actually very good friends. So we met in 2018 and we started our company in 2020. So mm. that time in 2018, when I met him, at that point of time, he was working with a startup. And he used to tell me about this, another app which has come up or, you know, some Python coding or something. And I, I used to not like it because when you do not like something, you automatically make a barrier related to that. Mm. That I cannot understand this. And he told me something to work on with my website, which is bodyspeaksbetter.com. So he made a sublime app and uh, he, he didn't make sublime app, like he uh, downloaded it and he told me how to use it so that I can change a small little content on my website directly. And that hmm. is the provision that he did. And I thought, oh, it's not that difficult, uh, what I thought as. Then he also taught me some amount of Python, some amount of coding. So I started learning that thinking that, okay, fine. How bad can it be? right? Let me just learn. So he kept encouraging me thinking that, oh, you're better than a lot of people. You are better than a lot of people. And an average person thinks that he or she is better than a lot of people. That's that's there. So Hmm. I started feeling, oh, yeah, I can actually get it. I can actually get it. Cut to this day. Now, every uh app which is being launched i am probably in the first person in my company to know about that and also different apps or different tools which are there i use most of them and then i tell in my peers that are this is also there so tech is i think it's it's just a a a cloud which is being formed by probably some of the tech people who do not want the non-tech people to know that it's not that tough it is easy Mm. But you need somebody to just give you that push or encourage you a little bit. So it was very much intimidating. But now when I see it, I think if I can do it, I position myself at like probably at the lowest of all the intellectual people. So if I can do it, then I think it, anybody can. Hmm, nice.
1: Okay, so you mentioned about, you know, uh, knowing the co-founder of Cognicube before you actually both, you know, went ahead and launched it. So why don't you share that experience? Because this is a question I get a lot from, you know, people I talk with who are especially founders, that how do you find out who is that person who can be a co-founder with you? Is it just the collaboration of ideas? Do you have to rely a little upon, you know, what the personality fits are all about?
2: What would you say to this? Uh, I can just give my perspective on how it worked for me. So Farsi Hmm. and I, Mm, We are really good friends and once we started meeting and uh, we started hanging out together, any comedy show in the city, we both will go, we'll both watch movies, we'll both watch web series. So it was a very healthy platonic relationship. And uh, I'll not say it was actually healthy for him because I remember calling him at 4am and also asking him questions related to Quran. So probably for him, it might not be that healthy, but for Hmm. me, it was like very much chill atmosphere where you can ask a person anything without being judged, right? Hmm. And the main thing which attracted me towards him was his ethics. So he's technologically that advanced that he can actually, you know, hack into other people's account and, you know, get things done. But he's choosing not to do. So Hmm. he's uh, very much uh, uh, moral, ethical and his values are also high. Sometimes it makes a problem for us that we cannot ask people for help. He does not ask people for help and he always helps people. So these are few things which I think aligned for me because I would always want to work with a person who's morally high because hmm. I cannot lie or cheat and that's why I'm not in advertising business. Uh, that is where I did my MBA in and when I went into the uh, advertisement industry, I did not like that. Like client is asking something else and you're saying something else, all that. So with me hmm. and Farsi, these two things align. Another thing is. He never looked down on me about not knowing the tech aspect. And that is also another thing that I value in people that if I know something and the other person does not know anything, how am I making the other person feel about it? So that also sat well with me. So there are this individual qualities that I like in people and he matched all the qualities. So I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, this person is also a person who will never cheat. So he doesn't cheat other people, unknown people. So as a founder, if I'm entering into a business with him, he'll not cheat on me as well. So he's not of that mentality. So these are few things which aligned well with me. And then we, and I do not remember if me, I asked him, uh, let's start a business or he asked me. I do not remember this. So it's a very good uh, friendship, which is like like a relationship where who proposed, I do not know. Right, so we both proposed. I was thinking of exactly
1: that. the same
2: thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hmm. And uh, also there are so many places that people have, they by default, they think that, oh, these people are boyfriend-girlfriend or they are fiancés and all that. Okay, I mean, hmm. ah, we don't mind, it's okay. Like, you know, and hmm. thankfully, I'm blessed with a fiancé who also has a broad mind. So hmm. our, that that partnership, that team membership is very good. And initially also when we were starting the company, we decided on one factor that no matter how much problem we have, a client should never know know that. They should never have an idea that we have a problem. So we better fix it and then we go to the client or we should be so good together that they cannot play around with each of us. Like we will not play good cop, bad cop. We will both be either good or both be bad. So that is also something we had decided. Third thing, what we decided that both of us has to be onboarded uh, with the same idea. It cannot be Mm. a possibility that you don't like something or I don't like something. Or we will keep discussing it till the time at least either I am convinced or I convince you. So that is also Mm. something we had decided, and it has been working fine. Nice. Nice, great.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the hurdles that you face. Like as a startup founder, I'm sure there must be, you know, small hiccups here and there and then those larger hurdles. So uh, from your experience, you know, what are these and what are the tips that other startup founders can benefit from your experience? Yes.
2: So I I do not remember actually a small hiccup. I think for for me, everything was the larger something I do not know what is the bigger hiccup or something but uh, okay. the first one was how to pitch your startup so hmm. what I got to know that initially everybody has a startup or they think oh what a wonderful idea and no, no, I'm going to make this as a unicorn it does not happen like that you need to start from the basics. so rather than outside in it should be inside out right so what do you feel about it that should be portrayed to the other person in a way that that other person should also be interested. Like I can hmm. say that, oh, we are doing emotional analysis. We are doing uh, voice analysis and video analysis and sentiment analysis. But how are we going to benefit you as a company? That, is, should, that should be the first line so that we hmm. grab the attention of the client. So that was the main thing that I learned. I always used to talk about the different features that we have. Or how we are so better than the other competitors, or what are the tech aspects of our company. But the thing that I have learned is you tell how are you bringing value to them, so that they will feel that this is a must to have feature, not a nice to have feature. So that was there. Another point, another thing that I have learned is uh, how to talk to the clients and make them talk more about what is their problem so that is also something that i have learned in a bad way third thing is how much how much roaming and going out and searching for a client is too much time because okay. 2020 we started working 2021 we registered the company february now in few days 9th of february is when we registered the company it will be 2 years so hmm the first two years we made some money but it was not that much and i'll tell you this is a very recent thing and we are connected on linkedin with each other you might have seen my post where i had hmm. drawn a maslow's hierarchy and hmm. on the bottom part i wrote that startup founders are here at the bottom Yeah. right because we made uh we made so many blunders like you know uh, approaching a client who's not interested approaching, approaching a sector which is like not giving us money and all those things so we reached to a point where we had to tell two of our team members to go we are five team members mm-hmm. usme se bhi do logo ko we had to tell ki sorry salary nahi what to do and they both are very good at their job but what to do now we do not have money to pay them and so we, I and Fussy, we both were discussing like what have we come to and you know, uh, we do not have to pay money for our uh, you know bills and salaries and rent and you know, internet bill and all that. It, like everything you are working in a startup for full time for three years, you cannot have any savings or probably if you had any savings, it's just gone in paying the rent because you are working for a startup. And then we found. Uh, the just the next day we found four clients all of them are paid clients so it was like going like this and suddenly it became like this so this is another uh, phase that uh, or problem that we face that people should be mentally prepared to lose their money it's not loss but it's you know that patience you need like, okay, just a little bit, just a little bit, just mean, let me hang in there, just, just, and probably things will happen. So these are few things that those were the huddles and probably there are more huddles coming in our way. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they will come, I'm sure. And uh, I hope that, you know, the patience that you're talking about, you'll be able to, you know, overcome them.
0: I hope you're enjoying today's episode. Before we continue... I would like to briefly tell you about the organizer of this podcast Simply Body Talk. Simply Body Talk works with startup founders to help scale up their people's skill while they are scaling up their business. So we help founders to perfect their pitch, handle client meetings and negotiate with investors. All of this by using different body language techniques. We have worked with several leading organizations worldwide which have seen measurable improvements in their work efficiency after engaging with us. That's a brief about our work in the startup world. Now, back to the episode.
1: Okay, so let me ask you because uh, when I talk to you know investors, I do work with uh, some closely. The thing that they mention is when they are talking to anybody who is a startup founder, Okay, so it's one thing that, you know, the idea is good, the technology is good, the scalability is there. But one key thing that they are looking for is to see that passion and confidence when it comes to somebody who is themselves representing an idea. Now, because you also belong to the field of body language, I will ask this of you. What are some of the tips that you think, you know, we should be sharing with people who are starting out and you know they are looking to give that pitch this pitch could be a formal pitch it could be across the table but some body language tips that should be remembered so that you know the
2: passion comes across when you are talking to people oh yes Uh, i think i have seen a lot of startup founders who who do not have that that uh, probably they are very passionate inside but Mm. people are visual most of the people are visual so they need to see right Hmm. so it's like when i open a gift and i say oh i like the gift right so you'll probably see this and you'll not hear Hmm. what i said so that Hmm. that thing should be seen now Hmm. the energy or the passion level should not be ranveer singh it should be optimum level right so it should be at a level where people will not go my god how much is the person talking it should be at the optimum level so Hmm. much uh, so that it can generate that interest in a person and it can also make the other person question oh wow that's a nice idea now what happens is well, like a startup founder you need to know that pitch so much and there are these practice uh, pitches that i have come across uh, a one minute pitch a three minute pitch a five minute pitch a seven minute pitch so, hmm. if 7 oh my God, they're giving 7 minutes and it's too much, right? <laughs> so, people hmm. need to prepare the pitch 1 minute, 3 minute, 5 minute and 7 minutes This is totally my hmm. call because you do not know how much time the other person is giving to you. So, it's better that you have different variations of the pitch ready and In the beginning, it might be a possibility that you will mess up as a startup founder. Like somebody who has one minute, you're giving them a seven minute pitch. So by the time you will not even reach the value proposition, the person say, okay, fine, I think uh, your time is up. And there is a person who's giving you seven minutes of their time, but you're finishing everything in one minute. So we need to understand that and that will come only with practice. So, hmm. practicing the pitch is the first thing and this formatting is very important as per me. I think that that formatting is very important and also when you are, it depends on if you are presenting the pitch in front of investors, in front of hmm. any uh, co- uh, companies, companies, in front hmm. of hmm. Uh, networking, you know, if it is a networking event or when you are talking about yourself in some other scenario. For mm-hmm. example, it should be what I call it as like, you know, subtle selling or a subliminal mm-hmm. selling. So mm-hmm. there was this meeting, what was happening and it was an incubator meeting. And it was not at all related to what Cognique was doing. It was a some, you know, some mentor-gyan session, something like that in an incubator. And at mm-hmm. the end, so there was one investor and there were two senior top management bank employees right at the hmm. end they asked do you have any question so i make sure i ask any question it can hmm. be any question and it doesn't matter people won't remember it's a stupid question or something people just remember somebody asked who was that kanan tandy from cognitive either hmm. of the things if they remember probably i have a better chance of connecting with them in future hmm. right so when they ask if there is any question i raise my hand and then i ask the investor Knowing very well that there are this top management companies, uh, companies, sorry, top management people from the bank. So I asked hmm. the investor, saying that, sir, actually, our uh, initial uh, product was for the EdTech and for the HR tech, and now we have a wonderful product market fit for the BFSI industry. So the banking will love our product uh, in terms of uh, the solution that we are providing. And we are also giving them a tool where they can identify the fraudulent claims or the intention to pay for the loan. So how do we market it, sir? Now this is a question to investor, but it's a subliminal messaging. And then after that question finished, I mean, the investor answered, then these one of the two members said, so I I just one thing, what is the the solution that you have? At least the message is gone there. right? Initially I feel I'm an early start age, uh, so early start, uh, stage startup so right now my main thing is awareness because people hmm. are not even aware. So in terms of body language the first thing you need to know is the optimum level of energy and when you are talking to someone smile and talk. this is something generally also people do not do like why but if you are smiling and you're talking to someone, you will be uh, gazed as a friendly person, right? So it is not survival of the fittest. It is survival of the friendliest, which is important. Mm-hmm. And people have some weird idea. They feel I'll speak about my startup as if, you know, I'm very serious about it. No, people would want to see that energy. So smile and talk. And that should not be like a, oh, my, my startup name is cogni. Uh, it should not be like that. It should be like the genuine mm-hmm. smile. So smiling is important, the energy level is important, the volume of your voice is also important. And also uh, another thing, mistake that I have seen people making, once they go on stage to pitch something, there's this, uh, you must have experienced that. There's this enormous power that you experience on the stage. Right? Hmm. So some people do not know how to handle it. Maximum people are shit scared. But some people do not know how to handle it and they end up becoming rude on stage, right? So that is something people should not do and this will come only with practice. I think I've answered that question, yes.
1: Okay, so uh, another, uh, I think, mishap that I see happening is, you know, when uh, you have a pitch that is ready, it could be a one minute, seven minute, whatever pitch that, you know, you have and you are talking about it and suddenly some questions are asked after that. Now, these questions, obviously, you might or might not have rehearsed through. While you know the answer, you might not have rehearsed through. So, you know, in terms of energy, while when you're practicing, you'll practice about, oh, okay, when I'm speaking and I'm giving my pitch, this is how I want to convey it across. But then what are the things to remember when, you know, at the end of that pitching is done, you come to that QA and you want to tackle them
2: as smoothly as possible. What do you think? i think that is also a thing that i would suggest people is practicing to fail in a a respectful way okay or in a poised way failure is 100 percent like it has to happen right Hmm. there will be some questions which might be asked to you and you might not know the answer at that point of time how would you uh, handle for example yesterday we had a meeting And when we said that our, Fuzzy said that our sentiment analysis is, uh, Hmm. no, not sentiment analysis. The facial expression, uh, this is at 98% accuracy. So Hmm. this person from the bank, he noted and from 98% he raised his eyebrows saying, hmm. And then he kept telling about that. I've never seen a a company which has 98% of accuracy. I'll see if it is 98% of accuracy. So we will get, we got to know that he has been held, holding on to that 98%. So I told that no, sir, 98% is only for the facial expressions. We are talking only about one metric. There are three different analysis that we are doing. So hmm. when now there are two kind of people, a startup founder will find in the q Q&A question one hmm. person who actually wants to know the answer because they are interested or they have some question, they genuinely want to know the answer. And then hmm. there is the second category, who just wants you to feel that, hey, what a fool you are, because I know more than you. Hmm. Now, first category is totally fine. If you say, I'm so sorry, sir, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am, I do not have the answer. But to the second category, you need to tell them in a different way, saying that, uh, hmm. I'm so sorry sir I'm not as knowledgeable as you but with what the little knowledge I have probably this might be the answer. So the second category people are the one who's looking at an ego massage even in the QA hmm. a round. So if you tell hmm. them sir uh, yes sir you know a lot of stuff and I would be really happy if I can get some guidance through you then you will see the actual genuine question coming up. So these are okay. the two kind of people we will find in the q and Nice. Okay, let's talk about
1: customer experience because I think, uh, again, there is a balance between, uh, you know, getting your pitch correct and the actual business, which is to get people to pay for your services. So, uh, you know, what is that first customer experience that you have when you acquired that first customer and, you know, went through that journey of negotiating, closing the deal? Uh,
2: First customer was an edtech company. They're still mm-hmm. our uh, customer as of now, our client. And this is like the third year of them. Uh, the recurring payment is there, thankfully. So mm-hmm. it was it was not very difficult because it was. Uh, they told us what do they want. And at that point of time, our core engine was ready. And the deliverables were not what we thought they will want. So they told us that this is what they want and we built it. It was the second customer customer, which was more difficult because second customer, uh, we had to chase the customer again and again that, hey, what are you thinking? Are you doing that? And then that customer also thought that, no, you know, what I'll do is I'll take some uh, shares from your company and give you some uh, some work. And then for us, it just didn't sit well. Like, why would we give our uh, company equity to you? Like, you know, hmm. we need to work together. We You have to be our client. Hmm. And then that deal went off. And then after a few months, they came back saying that, hey, can you do this job again? And we were very happy. So we did that. Now, hmm. uh, we started with EdTech, then we moved to HR Tech, then we moved to BFSI. Now, this pivoting uh, which we are doing or which we did was more difficult. So for edtech and HR tech, our uh, one-time ticket size is around one lakh rupees. I'm giving you some finances mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. uh, for the BFSI, it will be somewhere around seven to eight lakh, eight lakhs rupee a month. So obviously the right. BFSI is the hero here. Mm-hmm. But we are not uh, closing down the HR tech and the edtech uh, side. It will still be running. And when we are going to talk to the recruiters, the main thing we need to tell them how can we bring value to you and most Hmm. of the POC's that we did they were so used to getting the report that after the POC ended they did not want to pay us for that so that becomes difficult at that point of time because something that you're getting for free now you have to pay for that so then Hmm. we did some of the POC's but we did not get money after that so POC was finished in the POC but thankfully Uh, for now two companies are there in HR tech. They did the POC and they are ready to pay us the money. The other BFSI client that we have, the POC is going on and after that also they are ready to pay us the money because now they can actually see the value that we are bringing. So in terms of client it depends on B2B and B2C also. For Hmm. B2B I think we need to, now we learned that hard way, we need to approach a customer or a client which is making money and you need Hmm. to give them something that they feel is a must-to-have feature rather than a nice-to-have feature. So that is how customer experience works. So if they are making money, then they can give you money. If they have raised funds, then they can give you some money. So now we are checking all those criteria before approaching the clients. Okay, nice.
1: Okay, so I think what I broadly get here is that, you know, while there are lots of different journeys that a founder uh, experiences, right, from getting a co-founder to, you know, raising that pitch to networking to even your customers, somewhere understanding people and what they want or, you know, where they are coming from, it's very important, right? So that's going to be my key takeaway from the conversation that we are having. Now, before we go to the signature series that are the questions that I ask to every guest on this episode, I have one final question for you. Sure. Okay, which is, since you are in the field of body language yourself, and since you are talking about founders, which is that one founder, who is that one founder who
2: inspires you through their body language and why? Uh, That one founder, I'll see right now the shark tank is going on. So I'll talk mm. about uh, the sharks here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last season I had watched it probably one episode or two episodes, not for the, not for the pitches, just to see the judges. And Mm -hmm. I liked two sharks there, right? I liked Piyush and I also liked Anupam. Now they both come with a different set. So the thing is, I'll go with Piyush first because uh, both of them made something and Piyush has started lens cart and before that it used to be called something else i do not remember the name so he owns that thing very nicely right Hmm. so he's never looking down on people if a person makes a mistake during their pitch or you know whatever i have never seen him angry right so that is one thing which just gets my attention because Hmm. you have made something big you are Uh, a a known person now and how do you handle these emotions are very important for me so when Hmm. he talks to somebody he's very respectful he knows that probably financially there's not even a match but he's very respectful right so i like Hmm. that about Pyush. about anupam he's also a nice person because there's this small little gestures and all. he lets other people talk and he lets uh, other people Uh, Speak. Some people, you know, some of the sharks, they also talk over him while he is still talking. So he lets that thing. And also, he's very stylish, right? Hmm. So he, and then he, there's some, you know, some aura of that which reminds me of Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., something, right? So that is also there. So I like these two people who are very uh, respectful and polite. So I think it boils down to the behavior. It doesn't matter Hmm. who you are. How are you behaving with a person, even if they cannot do anything for you? That is one thing I feel is the most important thing. So, Piyush and Anupam. (laughs) Great.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Now, let's come to those two questions that I asked to everybody. Uh, Keep the answer short and crisp so that we have a very specific takeaway. Okay. The first question is, what defines success for you?
2: Success uh, for me is when a person is happy at their place. But they are still planning and working hard to going uh, to go ahead in their life. I think that is for me is success.
1: Okay. And what is that one trait that you believe can
2: make a good leader be an exceptional one? Uh, being ready to learn. That is one thing I feel is very important. Being open to feedback and being open to learn new things. Okay. Alright. Great. Thank you so much,
1: Kan. A lot of uh, very interesting insights and I wish you Fuzzy and Cockney Q all the very best and I'm hoping we can you know work together so thank you very much and uh, see you soon again Kar. yes please.
2: thank you so much for inviting see you bye bye bye
0: if you enjoyed this story and could see how having people's skills can help you in your career subscribe to our podcast to hear other interesting episodes just like this. Brought to you by Simply Body Talk, a globally present company that specializes in helping working professionals like you around the globe to achieve excellence in your career using nonverbal science. Check us out on www.simplybodytalk.com.